for us. So, Father, Jesus, once again, we come to you in your precious name. Submit ourselves to you because we acknowledge not just your presence, but your authority and the authority of your will in our hearts. It is the only thing that will change us and transform us. And because of that, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you will pour out your spirit and touch every part of us, our hearts, our emotions, our feelings, our, our thinking, everything, Lord. Because so great is, is, uh, is the truth that is contained in the world that we ourselves will not be able to comprehend. But we know, we trust that the Holy Spirit can make it known to us. Because it is the Spirit of truth that leads us into all truth. Thank you, Father, this is prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's uh, go to First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. As you come to him, the living son, rejected by human, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, or even you, as living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in the scripture it says, See, I am Zion, a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who, trust, who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Other translation has has translated as a capstone. And the one uh, and the song that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined des uh, for. But you, that's all of us, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, that you may declare the presence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That verse 19 was almost word for word quotation from Exodus chapter 19. Like, as if he was implying, you got a son of the new Israel. What Israel didn't make it? You guys not in the reality that God tried to accomplish in Israel. God has made a very brief announcement about the next week she was going to fix. She's going to fix. But all he says, I'm going to encourage you to come because it's going to be an exciting. Time. Yeah. 
Now let's contrast that. You don't have to read, but if you just want to head out. You read from chapter 1, verse 2. People came back with the book of Hagar to is written to the book of to, to the people about what is called as the post-exilic people. People just came out of exile and came back to uh, they went back into the promised land and they start to reform as, as a community. And with an effort sort of tried to rebuild the temple of God. Now, during the time people were complacent, and if you read the Hagar chapter one, verse two, the people made, made, made a statement. The time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. That's what they said. Well, David, what am I doing here? I'm living in a nice house, but, you know, the tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, the presence of God was in the tent. These people, they were complacent. <coughs> While David was saying this, these people were saying, no, it's not time to leave the house of God. And the response of God, if you read the, the whole first uh, and second chapter, it was amazing. It's almost as intense and appropriate to the attitude of the people. And the people, as they responded of them, God said, what are you doing? Just listen to the language. God said, you live in a panel house while my house lays desolate. Can you see the contrast? You know what God said? You work, you go home, with money for a pocket full of money, you come home, so you will hold your pocket with the uncharacteristic. And so you don't get. Why? Because my house lays desolate. Why? Can you see the two contrasting attitudes and the two contrasting songs coming up? I'm just trying to present to you the passage God has for Jesus. Okay, the time of Jesus, he walked in the temple and he saw this lion and the Jesus, he went to the wrath of God and cleansed the temple. Some people say, well, Jesus is angry and he didn't see it. The anger that Jesus displayed here, you just have to be careful with that. He, it says that he went and made, or, you know, he made a whip. So, in other 
this intensity, right? So he has it. But here's the thing. As I studied that, like, the whole thing about the heart of God in the eyes of Jesus. As a matter of fact, in, in the book of Luke, after he comes to the temple, three chapters later, in chapter 21, verse 5, the disciples look at the temple and they said to Jesus, Man, look at, look at the temple, it's so amazing. Isn't that amazing? And Jesus prophesied. He said, The time comes, not one stone will rest on another. He was prophesying a complete destruction of the temple. Now, here's the question I have. Why are you so passionate about something that is to be destroyed? It's a question, isn't it? Jesus, why bother? It's got to be destroyed. Why are you so passionate about it? You just prophesied it's going to be destroyed. You mean you just wasted your time just passing the temple? No. Whether it's old or new or whatever it is, it's about the house of God. That's what Jesus is passionate about. It's the worship that happens in the house of God cannot be polluted. And I believe when Jesus prophesied that, concerning the destruction of the temple, he was anticipating a new temple. He was looking forward to a new temple. And guess what? Peter recognized it. He was there when Jesus prophesied his destruction of the temple. After the resurrection of Jesus and after experiencing the new era, which is an era that is marked by the Holy Spirit, which began in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And Peter, who was present with Jesus at the time of Jesus' prediction, used the same language. Jesus talked about what one stone rests upon another. And Peter presented to his fears in his epistle the reality of his newly anticipated temple. While the old temple was predicted to be destroyed with its scattered stones, has now been replaced with the coming together of the living stones being built into spiritual life. He lived in that experience of the prophecy of Jesus fulfilling it. And his formation of the spiritual temple is made up by the coming together of spiritual people. That spiritual people to next to Which I actually asked you to, to, to do something for me. The question is, what are these spiritual people? <laughs> Who do they look like? Spiritual people, they come to church, they do the right thing and all those things. Let's see what how Peter sees the formation of these spiritual Like I said, the heart of this, heart of this epistle begins with chapter 1. And this, the word Peter, Peter builds his face. Spiritual 
people begins to divine elections. You can write that down. If you read First Peter chapter one from the beginning, he said he addressed his readers as to God's elect strangers in the world. Isn't that interesting? So the word election is actually is the key to, to, to the writing of Peter, as a matter of fact, is being used four times in, in this epistle of Peter. Chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 2, verse 4, chapter 6, verse 9, and other verses, I think. And in the opening of this epistle, verse 1, there are two things that Peter used as he addressed the, 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 the readers. He called them the elect and strangers in the world. So the elect, probably half of the, the epistles and the strangers is the, the, the next theme of the, 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 the next half of the epistle. And uh, what Peter is saying is people don't just come to Jesus, they have to be elected. He must have said himself. And the next thing is, spiritual people not just that they are elected, but they are born again. If you go to verse 3, verse 6, thank you, God, who is you to and reiterate and reiterate that in verse 23 of verse 26. For you and I have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed, the word of God. Right? No one can come to me unless it is appointed by the Father. 
next verse, no, he said, come. Oh, you are heading away. Well, good. <laughs> it's like, it's both. I think Jesus said, you're here. Huh? My dear brother Jesus, you're here. Huh? journey of 
It's not ministry. If God and I want to do a ministry, it's just a, it's the same thing. We want to do a, a, a business. No, it's not like that. It's like building living songs, working together, spiritual people. Yeah. We'll talk more. By the next, next year, probably February, we'll, we'll all share what it means to be spiritual people. Mm-hmm.